morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It's Friday, the 26th of May, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news, including, of course, the impact that the ongoing US debt ceiling talks are having with Roman Canziani. And then we'll hear the latest on currencies from Tim Gagey. But first up is Roman. Now, it seems a bit odd to me that on the day one of the major rating agencies puts the US on negative watch for a potential debt downgrade because of the debt ceiling crisis, the country's stock markets actually trade up. Can you fill us in, Roman? What was going on yesterday? Uh, Yes, sure. Good morning, uh, Helen. I guess that upbeat sentiment on single stocks, especially in the artificial intelligence space, At least yesterday, Trump concerns on a potential default of the U.S. government. It was NVIDIA, the U.S. chip developer, which on Wednesday, after the close of trading, published sales forecasts for AI-related demand, which surprised even the most optimistic analysts to the upside, and which triggered a strong rally across everything AI in the U.S. yesterday. But the stock rally rally was very uneven with the tech sector, the sole outperformer, up by more than 4% over the day, while materials, consumer discretionary, consumer staples, healthcare, utilities and energy all closed in the minus. The broader indices in the US closed all down. For example, the Russell 2K index, an index on the performance of smaller US companies, was down 0.7% on the day. The leading market indices like the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq don't really tell us everything about the market action yesterday then. So what's the latest on the US debt ceiling front now? I mean, the June deadline, by which time the US government is likely to run out of money, according to the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, is getting pretty close now. So something has to happen quickly, no? Yes, indeed. It seems that time is running out for politicians to find a solution. Bloomberg reported that on June the 2nd, the government is due to release payment to millions of Social Security beneficiaries. Imagine their reputational damage for the world's largest economy and the most powerful country if there was a delayed release of that money. But by the looks of it, no side really wants to give in on any of its positions still. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said again yesterday that issues remain in the negotiations with the Biden administration on raising the federal debt limit. Overnight, slightly more constructive news is out, saying that the two sides have come closer, but that might turn out to be nothing else uh, than a rumor too. So, in consequence, yields in the U.S. market keep on rising. Ten-year U.S. Treasuries currently trade at a yield of 380, about 14 basis points higher than one week ago, while two-year yields are up about 30 basis points since last Friday, trading at 4.53 this morning. However, and this shows the kind of complacency of the market, traditional haven in- investments like uh, gold, for example, have not really profited from the turmoil in U.S. politics so far. On the contrary, over the past five trading days, gold has lost more than 2% and is trading at just about $1,950 announced this morning. Okay, markets seem to be far from panicking until now, um, but yields in general moved up yesterday, not just in the US, right? I saw the 10-year UK government bonds added 15 basis points yesterday alone. What's the news there? Oh, yes, uh, that's a pretty strong move indeed. And it comes on the back of inflation numbers released on Wednesday already, which came in a bit lower than those for the month before, but not as low as expected, and that's the issue. The uptick in yields already started on Wednesday and continued at a strong pace yesterday, 
as traders started pricing in more rate hikes by the Bank of England in order to rein in inflation. 10-year yields are now trading at 436. The last time they traded at these levels was in October 2022, when there was all that political turmoil about an ill-fated budget which led to the resignation of then-Prime Minister Liz Truss. And yes, all other major markets in Europe also saw yields rising yesterday, which seems a bit odd when thinking about the news out yesterday that Germany was hit by a recession over the winter month and that the growth outlook there is far from promising. Right. It all sounds quite difficult to digest, really. I mean, there seems to be so much bad news out there. Do you have any good news to report on? Well, it always depends on how you look at things, of course. One news is that a majority of economists, as polled by Bloomberg, expect China's central bank to cut its reserve requirement ratio for major banks earlier than expected, as the economic recovery there loses steam. And we had inflation numbers coming in for the Tokyo Bay area, which slowed in May, thus supporting the view of the Bank of Japan, which has stressed several times already that inflation across the country is about to slow into autumn. Stock markets have been mostly on the up in Asia, with the tech sector catching the bid from the US, although one has to say that Hong Kong is closed today. But Japan, South Korea, India and Australia indices are all up, while China's domestic shares trade just about flat. Okay, and just to finish then, looking forward to the trading day here in Europe and also in the US, what's expected to move markets? Well, of course, markets remain on tenterhooks with uh, regard to news about the debt ceiling negotiations in the US and wait for a confirmation that the Congress will vote on an increase this coming Tuesday, as rumoured across newswires this morning. Otherwise, we have a range of economic data due today, including the US PCE deflation numbers for April. Uh, this is Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's favourite inflation gauge. In Europe, meanwhile, we await French and Italian consumer confidence. And just a few minutes ago, we saw latest retail sales data out of the UK for the month of April, coming in about as bad as expected. But uh, previous month's numbers have been revised even further downwards, which shows that the cost of living crisis is not over yet uh, there. All in all, Europe is uh, trading roughly flat here early in the morning, while US futures are slightly down after yesterday's rally. But I wouldn't be surprised if the trading day became rather exciting ahead of the long weekend here in Europe. That's it from me. Very good. Thank you very much, Roman, for the roundup. Now, Tim, good morning, first of all. Good morning, Helen. Good to have you on the show this morning. So thanks for joining us. So this week seems to have been all about the dollar again. What's been happening? Yeah, it's been quite a tough week for us here because we have been rather taken by surprise by the recovery in the dollar. We were looking for a little bounce in the dollar, followed by a resumption of the weakness we have seen in 2023. But dollar demand has really surged due to the rising rate expectations we heard about. It's been quite a swing from the market pricing in Fed cuts for later this year to now, where a lot of people are even talking about another hike uh, by the Fed at the next meeting, which is, uh, I think, probably a little bit over the top. But the mood has definitely shifted a bit and we need to see how far this extends. I still believe, we still believe this is an opportunity to sell some dollars, but it is not an easy one while US data continues to surprise on the positive side really across the board. Okay, not easy. And how much impact is the debt ceiling issue having? 
It's hard, hard to say. I mean, it's a tricky one to position yourself for, right? Because the natural thing to buy when you are worried is the dollar. But this is a totally US-centric problem. So it doesn't really make sense. And um, not to, to you know, labor a point that, that Roman's already made, but it's true that at the moment both sides seem far apart. But historically, uh, negotiations usually end at the 11th hour. So both sides can say, well, we had no choice. We had to do something, right? Um, rather than giving in earlier and risking looking weak because politicians are more concerned about their own self-image than paying out social security checks. So what we saw previously, as Roman also mentioned, was gold higher on this topic. And for now, indeed, this is not happening. Gold has really come off this week. So as far as we can see, the debt ceiling issue seems to be secondary, or at least according to the performance of metals. If the debt ceiling is resolved, then I think we could still nonetheless see another leg down in gold. I don't think it's completely fully priced in that everything's fine there. And looking at where US rates are, I think we could expect gold lower if the debt ceiling is resolved. Of course, if it all goes horribly wrong, gold will explode, I would imagine. But that's not really the uh, base case uh, for me or anyone, hopefully. But it does, all of this performance, reinforce my view that above 2000 one really should be looking to take profit on gold unless one is extremely worried about something and last week you spoke about the australian dollar and you were quite positive about it how's that working out yeah i was sort of half hoping you might not mention that one but it's good to cover these things uh, not so well unfortunately with more of a risk off view and a sharp move into dollars the aussie has been crushed and has underperformed even things like the euro our idea, therefore, that it was a good time to buy Aussie against US somewhere below 0.67 has not worked out at all well so far as we have gone down to pretty much 0.65. I do still think it will come good. I still think fundamentally the Australian dollar is much, much too cheap. But as with all things against the US dollar, we clearly need to be a bit patient. And if we clearly break below this key support at 0.65, then we might need a rethink. But generally, anyway, if the dollar really continues this rally, we may need to rethink more broadly. Not yet my base case. I think we'd have a good look at the data today, see how the market closes ahead of this long weekend and see next week if we do indeed need a broader review of what's going on. But today, though, I am watching nervously, although I do still believe that selling dollars will prove to be the right choice. So thank you, Helen, for having me on the show today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I wish everyone a great long weekend. Great. Thanks a lot, Tim. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guest this morning and thank you all for tuning in. As my colleagues mentioned, it's a long weekend for many of us here due to the public holiday on Monday. So we'll be back on Tuesday next week, the 30th of May. So do join us again then. And if you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. So have a great day, everyone, and a great weekend. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.